You are listening to Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. The following podcast may contain explicit material. You have been warned. Flying towards a setting sun in a Honda Accord of gold. The AC stringing against the funk cause our socks and drawers are old. On the 105 for an afternoon drive, whizzing by the freeway flora. In the passenger seat is my best friend Pete, a fat man in a fedora. Breaker 1-9, this is Drachnar the Dark. I was momentarily detained in the hotel entrance, fat beard. The valet was trying to charge me an exorbitant fee. It appears we have ourselves a game con. Yeah, we got ourselves a game con, playing for four days straight. We got ourselves a game con, our hygiene it can wait. We got ourselves a game con, our games after fun. And we'll be playing all the night. Till the morning sun. Sometimes when I run things live, I find out that things are fucked up live. live. Thank you for joining us for season 16, episode 6. 15. 15. 15. Episode 6 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. I'm Dave. And I'm Kimmy. And uh, almost wasn't almost wasn't a show. That <laughs> 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 This is one of those incredibly busy days. Busy days. And I thought, I contemplated this morning, I'm like, I don't know, I don't know if I have time. And now you can see, because now we're... Like at forty-five minutes late, starting the show. Oh yeah. So, uh, but we, it's happening. It is happening. My first appearance this season. Yeah. Is oh, it? Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. We've got uh, we got a game con coming up. Mm-hmm. That's uh, what September fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. Yeah. Yes. LAX Hilton Hotel. They've moved us. We're no longer in the basement. Yay! What? Role playing has been moved out of the basement. Aww. Where are we now? Not in the basement. We're on the second floor. Oh, so like they put the general mm. like board game area downstairs? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awful. Nothing smells worse than RPGers than board gamers. Well, yeah, but we don't have to go down there. That's right. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, that would be fine. No, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Fascinating. Um, or maybe they got more small. Rooms got or little. You no, know, they've got actually got, the RPG has a little less space. So the games on demand thing, because I asked about doing that, about GMing for it. And he's like, they're putting it on hold until he sees how the space works, and then he's going to figure out where he can fit it. So sure. Like, okay. for, for this con, it's mm-hmm. it's on hold. Ah. And uh, still not at Gen Con. I know. Every nope. year, every year, we're like, next year's our year. And here we are, recording our podcast. <laughs> Maybe next Maybe year. Maybe we should plan the, the crazy Happy Jacks road trip. Yeah. I'm not driving. I know Stu's there. not driving. Uh, Stu's out. Few, no, it's going to take yeah, too we'll much see. time off of work. Yeah. We'll see who else might be around. I'll fly. If you guys go, I'll fly out. Sure. We'll pick you up at the airport. <clears throat> and I, the, 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 I'll just fly. Yeah, I know. Yeah, really but it would be hilarious. It would. To like play fiasco. That's a long-ass road trip. It's not. I used to drive back and forth to D.C. for college every Holy year. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. That's a long way. You know what? I've made it under 48 hours. Oh, coast to coast. That's back when you were working in Washington and you had all the hookers and blow you could handle. <laughs> well, they don't come with you Here out of go. the city. 48 hours, cross country. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pay them way extra if you want to leave city limits. 
like that's ridiculous. No, tell him to take him to sunny California, man. Uh, that's good. But yeah, next year, next yeah, year. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it next year. And I, if I, you're at Gen Con, I hope you're having fun. And fuck you. I, I mean, really want to go because I have my portable recording stuff is now so small, it will fit in a back. It will fit in a suitcase. That'd be amazing. So we could we could do a live show somewhere, like a Gen Russian Con. nuke. What? You're, you're oh, in a suitcase like a yes. Russian. For some reason, I thought nuclear submarine. Yes, like, a tiny little. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? A submarine for ants? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, dealing with combat monster culture from Nicholas oh. from Sweden. From Sweden. Hey, Stu and crew. Nicholas from Sweden again. Finally at your forum. Woo-hoo. And I'm now perfectly capable of understanding your accents. So ne- no need to go the extra mile just for me. We have accents. I want to know what our accent sounds like. Send us a recording of what our what the California <laughs> accent sounds like. I would love to hear it. We talk slower than a lot of other places in America. Really? Do we? Yeah. Oh, hmm. I thought the opposite. No, um, like somebody, meet somebody from Chicago. Well. And they're like... <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, whoa, oh, hold up. I know you have to talk fast so you don't freeze to death, but... Are you carrying? Because I could buy some right now. Off right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a pattern I've recently become... Has has re- recently become obvious to me. My gaming group, mostly consisted of min-maxing combat monsters. As combat grows less interesting to me each game, I chose to look at look at it as them fulfilling the mundane combat roles so that I can excel at what I like doing. Now here starts the conflict. I can't play a leader type as Minmax law states that the strongest don't take orders from the lesser. (laughs) By Minmaxer law! (laughs) (laughs) I can't play a face character as it only takes one attack to forever halt diplomatic solutions and devious manipulations. I can't play proactively as that leaves them bored with nothing to do while I make traps or scout the area for advantages. I've made cowards who won't fight, and they've been thrown into the front line in order to be cured of weakness. Wow. It's not, it's not like a role-playing group. It's like a Klingon role-playing group. <laughs> yes. As most systems have bullshit save mechanics, fate, fortune, luck, bennies, protecting them, PCs can't just kill one another like in their sleep. This gives the metagame rule of biggest combat monster with most saves held all the control. And with such glor- glorious game focus g- gained by simple, simply min-maxing combat, who could resist, right? This must be a, a thing, as most players have been that guy. Disclaimer. In most games, we play friendly PCs. An example. He gives an example. Uh, we've tried an all goblin adventure in Pathfinder. That would be probably we. Oh. Your, what is it called? Weeby goblin. Weeby yeah. goblins. That was fun. We did uh, that was absolutely awesome. Which he co- he refers to Pathfinder as heroin for the minmaxer. Wow, uh, I can see that. <laughs> as goblins have natural low charisma, I made it my power stat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, hello. Your I am your goblin for the day. <laughs> He was min-minning. Um, I, Max minning. <laughs> Max minning. I was the world's most charismatic goblin. As that wasn't combat effective, my goblin soon became the laughing stock and later bullied around to the point that he had to leave the community. I'd argue, 
I, I argued it was odd them disliking such a charismatic goblin, but was soon corrected that one needed more charisma than that to be truly charismatic. Because he's probably start out with a neg two or yeah. something like that. So he had like 10. a fourteen, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's looking. He's this is a guy who's role playing. Now you are having a fight right now, kind yeah. of with angry GM about this uh, along similar lines. Yeah. This is a this is a guy who is role play and story oriented in a group that is sounds like it's combat oriented. Right. What does he do? Hmm. I've been thinking a lot about this lately. And what you uh, go ahead, you were going to say something. Well, I, I think it's it makes me sad that it make that it seems like he feels that he's throwing himself against a brick wall. He is. Yeah. Right, but like it, it's and you know, I we have the luxury <clears throat> of trying to find other people to play with and some people don't. We live in an area where there's a lot of people right. that play role playing games. But yes. uh I like that would drive me crazy. Like uh, or you know what? Volunteer to run a game. Mm, if maybe you know, you come up with a game that there's a specific reason why murder and mayhem is a bad idea. Everybody is playing a policeman in modern society. It's a it's a space civilization that lives in a glass sphere in the right. middle of the vacuum. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or like uh, like Total Recall. Don't shoot at that! What do you do? Right. Oh, and then all of a sudden, the air is evacuating out, and everybody gets sucked outside and dies. Right. Like, that would be a terrible plan, but, like, come up with a good reason why people can't just do that. Mm-hmm. Or introduce them to wargaming. Like, if that's what they want to <laughs> do, everybody buy a 40k army and right. play it. <laughs> it has rules. It's all about combat. There you go. Like, the role-playing consists of you yelling, WOG! And there you go. But it's... And that's optional. Right. Right. That's me still. That's right. Because I want to add something like that. I, th I think a lot of this depends on the GM. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because if the... Because if the G... Well, in this... In it, with regards to what he should do. Because if the GM is one of these guys, too, what he needs to do is shut the fuck up and play D&D &D right. Because you're playing it wrong. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and you're just going to be beating your head against the wall. I, I say that facetiously. Which you you may be with a group of people that you are not compatible playing with, yeah. and that you know what? Yeah. If you get a guy who who loves combat and he's playing with a bunch with four heavy role players who love to talk their way out of every fight, he's going to be just as frustrated in the situation. Absolutely right. And that's part of like the beauty. Like, we use the term collaborative storytelling a lot. Um, and that's kind of, a, you have to kind of find a group somehow. I know there, a lot of people don't have a lot of options. That really matches your playing style. Because just like, you know, a group, a group of role players, and there's like the one, you know, combat min-maxer guy, and we're like, oh, he's the asshole. It's like, okay, if you flip the situation and you have a group of you know, heavy combat people, and you're the guy who's trying to constantly, like, make the character who's not like that, then you're kind of the asshole in that situation. Right. Not that I'm against that. I love role-playing. That's a what I'm passionate about. As we say about. in all enlightened cultures, the, 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 the person who is in the minority is wrong. 
Well, it's an- <laughs> I wouldn't generalize it that to that extent. But if you're if you're in a game, um, you do kind of have to go with what the gr- group collaboratively is going for. That's right. that's that's the problem in, in this kind of a situation. You're not going to change them. Yeah, nope. I'll tell you that right up front. You want to beat your head against a wall? Try changing them from from the way they like to play into the way you like to play. It ain't gonna happen. Yeah. Furthermore, you are not gonna be happy playing the way they like to play. If you don't like to play that way. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, I like Dave's suggestion of run, trying to run a game. Maybe yeah. you can, like, show them the light of, hey, this is a cool way to play. That probably will not it's happen, though. I'm going to just as dysfunctional as Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no, totally. But at least you can get your point better across. Yeah. Because it sounds to me like you keep be trying. Lost. I think it will be lost. Probably, but at least you try. Yeah. Like, that's the best thing. I, or, or, like, come up with a one-shot. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, guys, like, we've been playing this game a lot. I have this really cool idea for a story. I made characters for everybody. I did all this stuff. And you pass out the characters, and they're all middle-aged soccer moms. <laughs> And combat is not their thing, except for yelling at the coach because their kid didn't get to play. Well, it might be for some of them. Right. <laughs> like, somebody might have a little more talent at it than others, but in general, it's frowned upon to try and beat people down in public. You know, they're they're getting ready for that right now. The uh, Not soccer, but uh, Little League. Uh-huh. Mm. And when I go pick up my kids at the park, past three dads yelling at three sons. To be better. To be better. Uh, <laughs> it's awful. Like, that's so hard. Damn. So it, we're walking by to Mike Zachary. That's why I don't care if you want to play sports or not. Because <laughs> I'm not like that. No. No. That's good. <laughs> it was awful. It's like this one kid, because baseballs are hard. Yeah. Yeah. Getting hit in the face with them hurts. Yes. But absolutely. And kids are smart enough to flinch when you throw a hard thing at them <laughs> so you know you watch this kid he's, he's got the glove and his dad throws the ball to him and he's like and he's trying to catch it but he's also trying not to get hit in the face because he, he don't have he doesn't have that kind of manual dexterity he's a little kid just like stop being afraid of the ball that's that's good yelling makes stop. kids less afraid yes stop yeah. God. but yeah i mean also start looking for another gaming group you might you, you might look online yeah. Go to your local gaming store. Look, you know, people pin their little looking for players things on the board. Find your people, man. Find your people. Uh, to Canada, if they're looking for the the thing, uh, you can go to happychecks.org/live, and it's got the YouTube window up. You can wait, watch wait, it wait. right there. Canada, <coughs> I see how it is. <laughs> He's in there. He said hi. All right. I see how it is. <laughs> Said good news. C. A. Dave is there. So well, that was actually rude alert. That said nah. that rude alert. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> See, that's the big disadvantage of sitting on the couch over here. Now I can't read you what can't people read are saying in the chat room. I can make it. I can make it the window bigger. Yeah, I'm still. It's still a weird angle. I don't think I'd be able to read. No, it. just a glare. It, it's totally cool. You just have to keep telling us when they say something interesting. I, I will do that. I will continue to. do And that, that is your charge, people in the chat room. Say something <coughs> interesting enough for Stu to notice it and read it. Oh, let me let me minimize that window. All right. <laughs> so I, I I feel bad because you're in that situation. We've had a lot of people who've emailed us about yeah. this kind of situation. You're yeah. in you're in a group of people who don't like to play the way you like to play. Yeah. 
and um, I don't know what to do. I'm sorry. Yeah. The, if you can't find another group, there's always online. Yeah. You always I mean, play that's, online. That's the best option at this yeah. point. Mm-hmm. We live in a world where you can find other nerds. Now that you're on the forum, I know that there's part of our forum where people are looking for yep. yeah, they making games, games all and the time. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yep. that's that's another option. Find yes, Rude Alert has people. been acknowledged. I've acknowledged you. And I will acknowledge S.B. Lloyd. Oh. And Hi. Akium and uh, Jeffrey with one E and uh, Gilded Gilded Phoenix. And it's, it's I feel like Romper Room holding the mirror up. Remember that? <laughs> I see Tommy and remember. Bobby <laughs> and Jane. Kim was like, I shut up. Do you remember that? I bet that woman, poor woman that. felt like an idiot. Of course she did. <laughs> but she got paid. Yeah. I bet not much. There's a, enough that she kept coming back. Well, that's true. There's yeah. a line for everybody. She probably wanted to eat. You just have to figure out what it is. What? And quit show business? <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> Email from Jonas. Yeah, this is going to be kind of a shorter episode because yes. today is like a crazy day. Yep. There was almost no episode at all today. Okay. Sorry about that. Oh, let me just say, if you want to email us, you can email us at oh, yeah. happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. We love emails. Yay. We don't have to come up with content. Uh, you can also Twitter us at happyjacksrpg, all one word. And Kimmy's is golden... Golden lasso girl. Golden lasso girl. And Dave's is... Do you have Twitter? Twitter? Yeah. yeah. C.A. Sith Lord. C.A. Sith Lord. <laughs> How prophetic. Yeah. Because uh, uh, uh. <laughs> you had that for a long time. I have, yeah. And now you're playing a Sith oh, Lord in a I game in California. You're going to Periscope? Periscope over here. I set one up. You did? Yeah. That's you can. So the, the, it's attached to the... Um, I don't know how to switch it. I don't think I can. I'm going to Periscope on mine for now. Okay, Periscope on and yours. And then we'll plug it on the Periscoping. And if and if those of you, uh, you Periscope part of our last D&D game, too. I did, a, yes. a few minutes of it. Does it archive these? It yes. does, but not for super long. Oh. Okay. It does for a little bit. Yeah, we on on Thursday at Boggard Rehearsal, on the Happy Jacks one, I Periscoped a song. Oh. We did a song, and I, had, I handed it to Stork since I was playing. Mm-hmm. And he kind of... Well, yeah. You can't expect pro camera work from Stork. <laughs> no. You think you could? At least no. the paintings would look nice, right? Yeah, the background, your walls look great. He's like, look at this cream color; it's great. <laughs> Do you know how hard it was to match? Because <laughs> those panels were, were were painted eight months apart, and look, it's almost exactly the same. You can barely tell. <laughs> All right, why don't you read while I'm gonna? Pass All right, it. very good. Uh, email from Jonas. Uh, now, I don't actually know how to pronounce umlauts on anything but a U. So, uh, greetings, <laughs> happy jags. With a whole bunch of extra umlauts, but that's awesome. Uh, first, I would like to proudly announce that I'm in the pro-angry GM camp. But I still think Aww. it's best if you kill him now before he grows too powerful. <laughs> oh, let me just say, uh, we're talking about right now, and I meant to talk about this before, I'm, I'm going to be starting a vampire campaign. Mm-hmm. And of course... Rawr. After I just bought 20th anniversary edition of Vampire the Masquerade, they fucking just announced a new version is going to be coming out oh. at Gen Con oh. next year. Oh, next year. Next year. Yeah, oh, okay. you still get a game out of it. Good thing I bought a print-on-demand book for 60 bucks. <laughs> well, and it's not... <laughs> just, you, you just amortize it over the year. Of the things that you could have done... They could take the clusterfuck that is New World of Darkness rules, which is the core book plus the God Complex 
whatever thing, the rules update. So it's spread out, and you, you read a rule, and you have no idea if that rule is the right rule, because you got to look through the other book, and, oh, has that been changed? I can't do it. And then, then they said, oh, Vampire 2nd Edition. Oh, maybe they're going to fix all that. No! You still need to balance, juggle between three books to play the fucking game. God forbid you fix that. Oh, no, let's, let, let's come out with a new edition for Old World. Right. When one just came out five years ago. Because they looked ago, at sorry. the curve of who's buying stuff and saw, oh, look, you know a lot of people like this people would like buy an updated old. New World book? Probably not as many people as buying Old World I stuff at this point. I don't point. know. I have no idea. Well, it, it, it's... I would be. I would not be surprised if, if Old World of Darkness is an order of magnitude more in more popular than New World because of the clusterfuck situation they left the rules in. Sure. It's really hard to figure out how to do shit because you have to look through two sources and you really have no way of knowing which it's just, it's, it's a clusterfuck. I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right. Oh, they're going <clears> to <throat> do that too. Did they say when SB Lloyd just says they're doing that too. They should come out with that before. Cause I, <clears throat> the other one's already fixed. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> get it all out get it all out uh, <clears throat> this time I would like to talk about journals as I told in an earlier letter I'm on a gaming hiatus oh sorry to hear that uh, but that is soon to end yay uh, and I'm looking forward to once again join my spy steampunk Stavage worlds game it's like wild wild west um, during my absence I asked my GM if he would be able to take detailed notes and produce a written recap for each session. He produced some recaps for me and the rest of the group, but it was evident that he considered it stressful and didn't really have time for it. Being a former GM myself and wanting to facilitate my current GM's gaming experience, I offered myself to take the role as secretary and document all the sessions after my hiatus. Well, that's awesome, yeah. Uh, I work as an author. There's apparently a, a sub-note to that, but... Uh, I'll read that later. Uh, and have no problems with quickly producing long and detailed recaps of the, for the players and myself. When I was a GM, I actually wrote two parallel journals. One just contained a quick summary of each session, like this. Session 13. The party fought a black dragon at Mount Dread. Stork <coughs> got eaten. Aww. Aww. Uh, the other journal was instead written in great detail. Session 13. After traveling for five weeks in Session 12, the party finally arrived at the entrance of Mount Dread. They set up camp near the gate and tried to get it open. Their first attempt consisted of trying to attack it, burn it, and scream at it. After four hours, Stu checked the handle and noticed that it was unlocked the whole time. Inside was a long corridor with frescoes detailing that a black dragon lived deeper in the mountain. I guess the dragon hired people to be like, Hey, put up some warning signs. I'm tired of all these adventurers coming into my exactly. mountain. That's terrible. Um... Inside was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stork said that he hoped he wouldn't get eaten, and so on. What's your take on journals? Uh, what to think about when you write them, either as a GM or a player? Are they worth the effort or an unnecessary burden? Your sincere fan, Jonas Larson. Uh, you want me to read this part? Yeah, sure. sure. Uh, as I also mentioned in my earlier letter, most of my work is in Swedish, but I have recently written my first English short story, appearing in the anthology Waiting for the Machines to Fall Asleep. It's available on Amazon and CD bookstores, and I would gladly send a book to the host. Cool. Awesome. That's Thanks. cool. We love it. <clears throat> I don't like GM perspective journals. 
for okay. quick recap purposes, sure. You know, tell your party, like, cool, uh, this is what happened last time because it's been weeks since we played and you don't remember crap. And I actually have notes about what happened, so here's a blurb to get you back on track. Great. But when it comes to actually writing out, like, a in-character kind of a journal, I that's not the GM's job. Right. Like, the GM no. is doing enough already yeah. that they don't need to worry about trying to write some step-by-step whole explanation. I I don't mind if players want to do it. I like if players want to do it. I, I don't yeah. like it being <coughs> required or assigned in any way. Yeah. And that's a terrible idea. There's some people that just don't like to write or aren't good at writing mm-hmm. and don't just don't want to do it. Why make someone do something they don't want to do when sensibly we're here to have fun? But, I mean, like I, I have... I had kind of had trouble kind of getting into who my character was in Bill's Traveler game. So I actually, not at this last session, but the session before, I sat down and and wrote out like a, a, a first-person summary from his perspective about what happened. Basically, have my story straight when I had to, you know, get in front of an Inquisition. And <laughs> Explain what was happening. I think you that say uh, thank you, by the way. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> no, I let your teeth get electrocuted. There's other stuff happening. I'm entirely possible, but well, it's happening by email because we're there's there, there are things going on. The ne- the episode, most recent episode of the Star Wars Traveler game is going to drop Wednesday. Okay, so it's up and it's in the queue. Uh, I think last this last Wednesday was the character gen session with Bill and and Rob. Oh, cool. But yeah, it, it was. Um, but I started doing that just to kind of because I, I was I'd already played a few sessions with him, and part of the reason is that we play rarely. But I'm kind of having a difficulty getting to figuring out who this guy is because I mean you get you get a lot of information and a lot of I would I want to say clues but cues to who your character can be from Traveler Character Gen absolutely. <clears throat> and this guy was just a little harder because it was like a. Just a little more incongruous stuff mm-hmm. that happened. There, there, there weren't any trends. It's like when Stork made his first character. There's a lot of failure, and there's a lot of so he's like naturally gravitated toward this guy's running scared and you know paranoid, right? And, yeah. <clears throat> so, that, but I but that actually kind of helped me figure out who he is. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Well, I and I totally support any player character that wants to write especially an in-character journal. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's awesome. Um, Yeah, it gets tricky when you start worrying about people that want to reward people doing that or assign people in the group to do that, because you're right. Some people aren't that good at writing. Mm -hmm. I'm not. Like, I'm an idea man. (laughs) Like, when it comes to actually, like, coming up with, like, when Stork and I are working on games... I'll come up with ideas and be like, what about this? And he'll be like, that's awesome. And then I'll be like, good, make that into something. Right. (laughs) Take some paper and things and make that a thing. Do things. (laughs) Come back with your 30 pages and we'll trim it down to five and we'll have a game. Cool. Um, But the people that do do really awesome in-character journals, I love. Um, I think that's a great benefit to the game. And... Much like how when I'm in a game, I try and take over trying to do, like, initiative for the GM. Mm -hmm. Or somebody in the group should take over keeping track of loot. 
Right. Stuff like that. Like, the GM has enough going on that, oh, yeah. you know, they're worried about if the gravity on the planet stays the same. <laughs> that they right. don't need to be worrying about, all right, I'm going to write down everything that your character does for the next four <coughs> hours. No. no, that's not. Yeah. I, li- I, I, I like it when this stuff is done by players in their character because then you see things from entirely different perspectives and they will leave important shit out because it wasn't important to their character. Yeah, I right. think that's one of the biggest things. If you have the GM being the one taking the notes, then often they're going to include things that the party might have let slip. And that they, he knows is important. Yeah, right. exactly. See, or she. I should right. say yeah. he or she. But um, I think that's one of the biggest things is often what the players think is important and what is actually important are often two different things. And yeah. it's important to for them to take the notes because of that. I agree. Thank you very much there, cool. Jonas. Yeah. Cool. And right. congratulations on publishing in English. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, wait. I, I mean, got, I got a clap. I got a clap. Where yeah. is it? Where is it? <sighs> I, mean, I know I got one. There it is. There you go. Yay! Yeah. And goodbye to the people on Periscope. We'll talk to you later. Bye. I don't think <laughs> we can hear that. Uh, Buckaroo Bonsai RPG from Canna Geek. This is a kind of an update. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I I left some stuff out. You will notice. Yes, I saw that. That's on purpose. Okay. Um. In uh, salutations, Jackers. In S14E1, oh, season 14, episode 18, you talked about the Buckaroo Banzai RPG and wondered what happened to it. That's, I was so excited when I heard that was going to come out. I'm like, oh my God, Buckaroo Banzai was so much fun. There has to be an RPG. That tale is dark, sadly. In fact, it probably counts as a gamer horror story. And a a respected developer got the license and was going to publish it via Cubicle 7. At the time, he was working on several uh, products. Now, he had a good track record, but reputation for being late. Still, he took pre-orders for several games. Icons Team Up, Tales from the New, Crow Boozen, and Buckaroo Banzai. Things started getting uh, worryingly late, but he still did a Kickstarter for the game called uh, for a game called Hard West that got backed. Now he had has had at least four games up in the air that he has taken money for. Then nothing happened. No. Apparently the book was done, but in layout in quotes for several years. To be fair, there were reports of GMs having major surgery several times during that period. Icon Team Up eventually came out, but was so late that the game uh, that the game had dropped in popularity, and the original author had purchased the license from him and released a new edition to keep the material coming out for it, um, and had uh, and keep fans from hating the system due to the publisher. However, he openly stated that all the pre-order money was long gone, so he couldn't print the hard copies people had paid for or give refunds, just PDFs, and the best he could do was store credit for his products. I have heard it was a really good book, but when it finally came out, but people who had waited over three years and never gotten what they paid for are somewhat bitter. So now uh, he has tales of new Carbozin and Buckaroo Bonze and Far West to work on. According to his few updates, Far West is the one he is working on, and he has set miss uh, and he has set and missed release dates dozens of times on that one alone. So fans are hoping that he will one day release Buckaroo Bonze, but uh, are far from hopeful. And even if he does finish it, many think that by the time he does, the license will be gone. He admits to not having talked to the license holder in a year and a half. Oh Jesus! 
Wow. Uh, now, to give him some credit, what isn't mentioned is that he has done a lot of RPG writing since then to pay the bills. But that wasn't uh, that isn't helping people who have been waiting multiple years for Far West, and even longer for the other two after playing for after paying for them. Hopefully, that clarifies things. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's terrible. Awful. What well, I mean, like uh, we've talked before about the perils of crowdfunding. Right. Well, that pre crowdfunding is pre-sales. Right. Yeah. People like to correct me and say, "Oh no, it's not." Yes, it is. It's pre-sales. Mm -hmm. If you look at, if you go into the back end when you're trying to start a Kickstarter, because I went into into there to look at it to see what you have to agree to, and it specifically says in there, "You are agreeing." This is a quid pro quo. People are going to give you money. You're going to promise them a product that counts, and, and they even specifically say in there that is a legal contract. You have to do that. It is a pre-sale. That's what it is. You are making a promise, and you are breaking your promise. I've got a Kickstarter right now that is horribly late, and going off having a blast at Gen Con, <laughs> and, and it has for years. It's like I, and I'm I'm sick of it. That's why I haven't gone in any more Kickstarters, and I probably won't. I'm done because it doesn't take a lot of guys like this to ruin it for the people who, yeah, you know, are 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 willing to do the work. Yeah, I I admit that when I do back a Kickstarter. It's from a reputable source that mm -hmm. I know very mm -hmm. well. Like you know, I did Deadlands Noir from Pinnacle. Because Kickstarter, they their their answer to you is going to be fuck off. Yeah, right. Yeah, they don't care. They want their ten percent. Yeah. They don't give a shit mm -hmm. after right. that. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, I I backed a couple of things that seem plausible. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you kind of you have to use a. A wary eye when looking at things when absolutely you know when especially when it's things that aren't just writing a book like rpgs you know, okay cool you're putting together a book it doesn't take like years of engineering and production knowledge on how these things come out but i see kickstarters up for stuff like we're gonna make a hovercraft and you're like not no you're not <laughs> There's no way that some dude in his garage is going to make a functional hovercraft for 2500 bucks that you want me to give you. Like, no. Mm -mm. Uh, stuff like that. But right. You gotta Do you just, get the hovercraft? You that's like, what they're saying, you know, stuff what? like that. You know, it's just ridiculous yeah. that it's not going to happen, but people are pie-in-the-sky hopeful. I guess I have backed a couple of things that are a little bit out there. Like, I put money in for Star Citizen, the upcoming video game. Mm -hmm. But... I figure they made like $170 million in crowdfunding, so they're set pretty well for developing a video game. That's uh, probably enough. Yeah, it, well, it's that, <laughs> Maybe. plus they've gotten venture capital and all kinds oh, of stuff. Oh, they have, okay, right. Yeah, they're they're pretty solid, so I think we'll be okay there. But it's it's just, yeah, it's a scary wild west of promising shit. Yeah. On right, the internet. and <laughs> not delivering in a lot of cases. Right. Because <clears throat> I... It, you know, there there have been some that have just been late, mm -hmm. um, and I, I get late. I don't I don't have a problem with late, but well, I don't have well, a problem with late, especially late. with reasonable explanation. Yeah, and, right. and communication. Like, oh, look, you know, we said it's going to be out in August. We're not going to hit August by the time we get everything published and printed and shipped and everything. It's probably going to be December. Right. Sorry. Oh, well, yeah. A like, few months, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I that I get. That. But especially if somebody comes out, because they have access to the whole list of people that backed it, mm -hmm. and sends out an update that says, oh, look, 
I'm really sorry this happened, but this is what we're doing to fix it. This is how we're getting it taken care of. Check. Yeah. Right. Like, I had a, a board game that, like, I had backed. The guy had done all the work before he even went to Kickstarter. That's the way you should just, do it. Right. Yeah. Like, cool, Kickstarter is our money to get things fabricated and sent out. Sure. Mm -hmm. right. And I was like, great. And Your this game sounds costs. like a ton of fun. And right. I'm totally in. Well, like, he had arranged everything. The person, the p company he contracted with to print the boxes printed them wrong and delivered them in bulk even after he had fixed the sample they'd sent and sent it back to them. Ooh. They just didn't fix it and Ooh. that kind of stuff. China, So probably. he had to take yeah. him to court to get right. the box fixed. And then another group was making, like, wooden tokens for it. And they <clears throat> went out of business. Oh. So he had to get his money out of them and go to another person you, to make tokens. He may not be able to in situations right, yeah, like so, that. But eventually <clears throat> we got our board game. It wasn't quite the way he had described it, but it was there and it plays and cool. Mm -hmm. But the whole time he was, like, weekly... Here's what's going on today. I talked to the lawyer. We're doing this. And That's I'm like, cool. okay, man, rock yeah. on. You right. know, however long this is going to take, cool, I'm on this ride. <laughs> yeah, I, S.B. Lloyd says, if I ever do a Kickstarter, I'm going to have shit done before I post a campaign. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. the way to do it. Yeah. Get, obviously, you're not going to be able to do everything. I mean, right. I don't have a printing. Like, if, if I was going to, like, do a Kickstarter for a CD... The CD would be damn near finished. It, mm -hmm. Certainly every recorded. song would be written, probably finished recording, and maybe in mixing before I would even think about doing the Kickstarter. Because mm -hmm. at that point, we're, I'm hours away from being done with my part. Right. So mm -hmm. if people just wanted to like have a digital download of it, that's something I could, could fulfill within a couple weeks yeah. at the very most yeah. from when the Kickstarter closed. If you wanted a printed mm -hmm. CD, and that's the way I look at it. It's like the stuff that I do, I, I can take care of that myself. But when I have to go out and, and lay out cash to have a, a printing or stuff like that, and, and that, that's the problem. Whenever you go out to that third party, something unexpected happens, they flake or whatever, and what do you do? Yeah. I mean, and, and I think a lot of, that's where a lot of people run into problems is when they get, into doing that production part of it that they're not familiar with and they they underestimate how long it's going to take or underestimate how much it's going to cost or don't know good reliable people that can do it yeah you hear about artists all the time i mean oh yeah i've got the guys doing the art or guys doing the layout and it may be because they're not paying them enough. Mm -hmm. It may be because they happen to pick someone who's flaky. Mm -hmm. Or they may pick someone who's really, really good but has a lot of fucking work. and says, yeah, I can do it, but I can't promise you it soon. Mm -hmm. You know, you never know. You never know what yeah. what the reason is. But Well, and a lot of times when you, the people going into that don't know anything about like how long it takes to do a layout for something. So they may be like, oh, all they have to do is draw the picture, and then the book's going to be done. God, and I then, finally <laughs> finished the layout for Moment of Truth. It's not done, yeah. but it's like the first draft of it is done. Yeah. My God, it took fucking forever. It, it took weeks. Yeah, it takes a really long time. Oh, and God. then if they hire... Or and I don't think it looks very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first draft. But, you know, it's, even in best case scenario, they're paying these people, which I think a lot of the times they're counting when people doing it for very low cost or free because sure. it's like hey we're a kickstarter it's like no i still have to pay my mortgage and right. all things. you know and then they give I them like notes eating. like they finish you know they do it for weeks and then 
suddenly the person who's paying them little to nothing is like, oh, well, I think that all these margins need to be changed slightly like this. And then suddenly they have to go through and do all these edits. And I think people just don't understand or have a concept of how long that takes. When I hire someone to do something, I trust their judgment. Yeah. It's like, it's like the, the, the cover of Moment of Truth was done by one of the guys in my band. And I t- he said, what do you have for a concept? And I says, uh, a guy who's kind of cornered and, uh, uh, you know, he's basically all odds are against him, but he just realized he's figured out a way out. That's, there you go. Run with Modern, it. doesn't matter, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And he came up with a cover. I'm like, it's great. It's awesome. <laughs> it's way better than I could do, too. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would be drawing fucking stick figures. But, I mean. Which kind of would be appropriate for, you know, I don't know. Right. <laughs> Moment of truth with stick figures. I, can <laughs> I should put some illustrations in. <laughs> I have I have my kids make some too. Original work by Steve Animal. No, because they'll they're they'll make you look bad. You don't want to die. <laughs> no, they won't. No, I draw no. worse than they do. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ones you do, the people will be able to pick out. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, this nope, must have been done by his kids because it looks pretty good. And that's his seven year old kid. What you do? They, you want me to do a Patreon? They want me to do a Patreon. I don't know what that is. That's a, yeah, I, that's I know what a Patreon is. Yeah. I have one. There is one up. I just, I've never published, publicized it. Yeah. What, what, what? It's people, they can like pay every <clears throat> month. Like if you're making something like for the podcast, people who enjoy oh, the podcast. Oh, so it's like a subscription thing. Yeah. And so you say, like, I donate $5 kind of. every yeah. month to keeping this going because it's something Because I like enough. it. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. The, um, Angry GM just did that for his blog. Yeah. Oh, all right. And he's pulling down. I, I, I don't know. Not last time I looked, I don't remember, but. It, it's it's a supplement. Mm-hmm. I mean yeah. it it helps. Um, That's cool. All it takes is one like crazy backwoods billionaire, and you're set. <laughs> one million dollars a month. <clears throat> That's all I ask. My question, That's... like, how do you, I mean? I guess you have to tax. That's taxed. It's income. Sure, so, absolutely. Yeah, you just got to keep track of it, like yeah, you do everything else. I guess yeah. so. You got to do it quarterly, like a business, I suppose. Yeah, you'd have to. Yeah. Pronouncing geese from Bill. Hey guys, I wanted to let you know that according to Wiktionary, Wik, yeah, Wiktionary, it seems the pronunciation of geese is gesh. Are you sure it's gesh? With a hard G, <laughs> it comes from the Irish gesh. guys, which <laughs> comes from an old Irish word for praise. I'm not sure if I've ever said it out loud, but in my head I've always pronounced it geus. But I've that rhymes with, geese. says it rhymes with flesh, mesh, and thresh, among other words. So it's gesh. Is it like geesh? Gesh. Yeah, no, esh, yeah. Gesh. Thresh, yeah, you're right. Mesh, flesh, thresh, gesh. Interesting. Okay. Good to I know. looked it up after you guys talked about it and thought I'd share. I had, I had like four people email, email me about this. Yeah. Oh. Some of them were wrong. Oh. <laughs> Uh, keep up the good work. Love the podcast. Extra love to Kimmy. Extra uh-huh. love to Kimmy. Yay. Um, take more, talk more about GURPS and Traveler. Bill from uh, Colorado. Yay. Gesh. So it's pronounced geese. Because if you showed up at a table and you're like, is that guy under a gesh? Everybody would be like, what? 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 No. No. Is that like a mind flare? Oh, they found my Patreon. Yay. <laughs> of course they did. Yeah, there is a Patreon. I don't. Does it? Does it work? Look, did I if one of it? you in the chat room is the backwoods billionaire, <laughs> start sending us some money, and and earmark some for the rest of us hosts. Oh, oh. look! I, I have two patrons. Yay! Hey! Yeah. 
$2 a month. <laughs> <laughs> $2 per episode, it says. Oh, it does? Oh, wow. <laughs> Shoot. Yeah, and you were going to cancel in. today, man. With my money. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. They yeah, just signed up right now because you bucks. just mentioned it. <laughs> um, oh, man. Uh, how to prepare a mystery game with little time. From Jacob. Who would like to read that? I'll read that one. I just read the short one. Dear Happy Jacks, I am <laughs> writing with a few matters. Last time I wrote in, a couple of seasons ago, you were very helpful. And so I'm hoping you'll once again be the mentors I need. I'll try to keep this brief. You failed. <laughs> All right. Sorry. You can probably one. skip paragraph one. Yeah. About oh, that. Paragraph God. one, see last email. Right. <laughs> On, the On the pronunciation of... Yes. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it rhymes with the word mesh. Well done. At least Yay. they're on the same page. Yeah, they can agree These with each other. These two people got it right. They did. Good Apparently. job, Jacob. All right. Number two. How to prepare a mystery slash investigation game with little time. Now, to the meat of the problem. I run a D&D 5e game. Hold on. Rhymes with John Tesh. Tesh. Yes. Okay, yes. Yes. <laughs> I run a D&D 5e game with some of my friends. Thank you very much. Um, uh, they very much enjoy the role-playing aspect and sometimes spend ages on mundane places just living the normal life. One session I spent a good half hour describing at their behest the different food that was served at a fancy dinner, with the players in turn describing how they ate and enjoyed the honey-glazed sweet rolls and the mussels cooked uh, in a leek and white wine sauce. They also prefer to avoid combat encounters. I'm getting hungry. That sounds really good. <laughs> and like chatting to NPCs, not skewering them, and even went so far as understanding the motivations of a villain and not holding his actions against him. In order to nurture this rare and beautiful pacifist flower in the fields of murder hobo, <laughs> I would like... <laughs> that's the best ever. Uh, um, and the murder hobo... I would like... To, sorry, I lost my place. I would like to create more mystery slash investigation slash intrigue games. However, here's my problem. I don't have much time to prepare games, and those kind of games seem to require a lot of prep. It seems that mystery slash investigation games depend heavily on careful dealing out of clues, putting them together, and arriving at a conclusion. Thinking uh, of the NPC's actions, motivations, clues left behind, developments, seems like a lot of work that I simply don't have time for. Sure, I could just improvise most of it, but I feel that I'm risking making the plot not clear enough or handing the players the answer too early. How do you prepare for a mystery game to ensure the plot is coherent and the clues appropriate without spending too much time on it? Thanks for your help, Jacob in Scotland. Hmm. That's actually a tough one. Uh, one of the hints that Stork and I have kind of used extensively with our uh, our uh, uh, freak show games, because they're all investigate, deal with problem games. Um, every clue we come up with, come up with multiple ways that it could be inserted into a game. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the exact scene, like, okay, if they go in this room and search for this one book title, they'll find a missing page. No, 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 no. It's, okay, cool, so there's a page that's torn out of this random book, and it has information on it about how a guy convinced a total stranger to kill his wife, and he'll kill the other dude's wife. Just as an example from, right. from cinema history. But, cool, that's the missing page is the clue. 
Okay, well, the, the party decided that they're going to go to a diner. Well, how the hell are we going to get in a diner? Uh, uh, there's a guy that was reading a book outside at the bus stop. Mm-hmm. And then when he got up, it's left there, fluttering in the breeze. Right. Uh, you know, just figure out different ways to insert stuff so you're not slavishly attached to specific scenes. Yeah, in that, I mean, we've talked before about uh, the Alexandrian.net and the three-clue rule, right. which I always have trouble pronouncing. Um, <clears throat> you don't have time for that if you're, if, you're, if you're dealing with, you want to be able to do this mostly off the cuff. Uh, the other thing you can do is, uh, if you have a, if this is like a murder mystery, because my daughter came in, so I only heard the first time. No, he's just saying mystery investigation in general. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've got something where you have uh, multiple suspects, you don't have to decide who the suspect is at first. Yeah. You can See like have two yeah. or three of them have some clues that lead, point to certain people, or and maybe could be planted by whoever the real bad guy is. Um and the best, and then just encourage the players to start discussing it and conjecture, and they'll tell you what the most interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> permutation of that is. Or you pick the one that they least suspect. Right. Right. Yeah. You just got to make sure it all fits logically together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And usually, you can do that. You just have to remain focused when you're at the table. Don't panic. Yeah. If you can find it, and it's not easy, it's certainly not on Netflix movie called Murder by Death. It's a 70s film that's all about the greatest tropes of the mystery genre. And it's a guy that invites all the most famous detectives in history to dinner to prove that he's smarter than they are. Mm-hmm. And basically, like, how all the novels written about all these, because it, it assumes that they're all real people and that some author decided to write stories about them. Right. Or various authors did. So it's got, like, a, a Sam Spade mm-hmm. and, uh, well, he's called Sam Diamond in the movie. Um, and then it's got uh, uh, Charlie Chan, mm-hmm. and it's got uh, The Thin Man, and um, who else? Oh, Miss Marples. Oh, okay. And uh, a couple others. Hercule Poirot. Yes! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, but So they're all there. And through this mystery, they each kind of have their own insights on how things come together. And then there's a big scene at the end where things are revealed. And each one comes in with a more absurd ending to the movie (laughs) that's their conclusion. And every time the guy's like, no, that's what you do in every single one of your books. You come up with a character at the last minute that makes no damn sense. No, that's not the answer. So... Nice. Yeah, it's it's amazing, and it kind of gives you some really cool ideas on how you can play with the commonalities of mystery stuff mm-hmm. in a way that's really fun and interesting to watch. Like, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, I uh, piggyback on what Stu said about not necessarily picking your villain to the end. I've done that to great effect in many games. Sorry if you played the games and you're like, no! yeah, no, 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 yeah, don't tell them that. Yeah, yeah no, 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 don't tell <laughs> them that. Like, I have no idea what's happening. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but no, it works out really, really well, um, and it makes things stay very logical for the players, and also gives you a lot of flexibility with time and stuff. Because if you're an hour in and they found the person that you were kind of like, oh, well, maybe they're the bad guy. It's like, oh no, that's not the bad guy. That they, they were set up. 
and right. then you can move on, and that way you fill up your time appropriately. Like, the Kennedy assassination was a game that somebody was running. They're like, cool, we're going to have this sniper guy in the book depository, and then he's going to get arrested. The party finds him and arrests him and put takes him away. But he wasn't the only part of it. He's been assassinated by somebody else. Yeah. Aha! <laughs> Like, that's totally a GM that was running that scenario that was like, oh, we need more time, fill him more time. Or, or they, he did. He was supposed to get out of the out of the building and get away, and it was going to turn into a, a, a nationwide manhunt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and one player happened to be playing the cop who happened to f catch him right. right at the right moment, mm -hmm. and he's like, shit, I got four, three more hours left <laughs> in the game. Yeah, what do I got? Uh, yeah. Jack Ruby. Yeah, some right. high. Cool. Not that, you know... Shooting president's cool. No. <laughs> but in the terms of thinking of it from the perspective of a GM running that scenario, right. it's funny. Yes. Email from Yehuda from Israel. Hello! It is I, Yehuda from Israel. Hello! Uh, I listened to the show, episodes fif uh, season 15, episodes 2 and 3, about the Pathfinder Society, and I have some things I'd like to say about it. But first, a short story. Some time ago, like a million episodes, uh, you guys had a GM from the Pathfinder Society, that, and he told nice things about it, and I wanted to bring Pathfinder Society to Israel. few months and a lot of mails later, I became the Venture Captain, head of the Pathfinder Society in an area of Israel, so yay to you guys. Oh my gosh. Holy cow. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so exciting. That's amazing. There's a whole country... That has access to something because somebody listened to us. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, that's rad. Uh, now for your mails about the Pathfinder Society. Yeah, we've had a... It's not us talking smack about Pathfinder Society. It has been people who have been playing in Pathfinder Society who have felt strongly enough about their experience that they wrote into us to tell us about it. And there have been several right. now. Mm -hmm. It's turned into a thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it is true that you can cheat on PFS games, but it is hard. At the end of every scenario, you get a page listing all the stuff you get from this session, and it is signed by the GM. If the GM has any issues with the legality of the page, he can check it. But mostly it's not very common to players to cheat on PFS games. There are two big problems in the PFS. Number one, GMs uh, uh, how don't take the scenario seriously... Uh, which can ruin it for everyone, and if he fails, the time the players may not finish the game and won't get the page with the, oh, the loot. That sucks. Yeah, that's not okay. Yeah. Uh, number two, Munchkin players who come to the game only to get the stuff. They even select the scenarios in order to get the stuff they want without experiencing the story. Oh, like they look up and see what the rewards what are. are. Right. And they're like, yeah, I'll sign up for that game because my character needs that sword. Right. Oh, that's a bunch of hooey. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they go to games... Uh, no, to they're playing D&D right. Yeah. They're playing Pathfinder, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes they go to games and ruin the fun for other players because they can make the wrong choices and choose, in the end, they will not be able to buy the new stuff they want. Hmm. Ugh. Uh, with both problems, the guys in Paizo deal nicely, uh, but there is more work to be done. Uh, Dice-fudging players can be kicked from the table and maybe sanctioned from the PFS and will need to start a new character. Uh, which blows at higher levels. Uh, keep up the great work, Yehuda from Israel. P.S. Take a drink. P.P.S. Stork's hair is great! Yay! 
All right. Yeah. That is so... Uh, we have changed the, the flow of history, <laughs> my friends. We brought Pathfinder Society to arguably to one of the most war-torn, <laughs> controversial parts of the world. Yeah. That's amazing. That's... I feel like the Pathfinder Society should, like, recognize us for that somehow. They won't. No, they won't. But no, we should no all definitely recognize They should send Yakuza. you a dollar an episode. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> but that's awesome. Wait, my that... money. <laughs> but, yeah, props to Yehuda for, like, yeah. taking for being the initiative to doing and, yeah. that. Yeah, that's amazing. That's awesome. It's brilliant. Yeah. I love it. I would it. love to find out more about, like, how many people you play with, all that stuff, and, like, update us as your Pathfinder Society in Israel grows. Yep. I agree. That's that's crazy. Yeah. That's all we got. That's all we, we got. No more emails. Yeah. We got no more. That's it. So, um, just a quick plug mm-hmm. at the upcoming convention here in Los Angeles. Gateway 2015. Yes. Uh, Stork and I will absolutely have a freak show game mm-hmm. ready to go. Um, it's mostly coming together. Okay. I was kind of hoping I'd see him today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not here today. So that I could talk to him about some stuff, but we'll figure it out. I figured out what I'm running. Cool. Uh, I'll be playtesting Moment of Truth. There hasn't been enough combat. There hasn't been enough use of the game mechanics in in the game, so I'm going to be running a concept I originally came up with for GURPS, Mm. which I call Mundane Justice. And the players will play ordinary people who dress up as superheroes and go out into the streets to fight crime and be vigilantes. Nice. What's his name? Uh, Phoenix... uh, Oh, uh, the guy in Seattle. God. And I didn't look it up. <laughs> Something Phoenix, isn't it? Yeah, hang on. Oh, God, I can't remember his name. This is killing me. Does the chat room know? The Vigilante. Phoenix Jones. Phoenix Jones. That's That's Phoenix, Jones. Phoenix Jones. Um, uh, and, it, and he's like an MMA guy or something. Is they found right? out. Because yeah. like, there had oh. some problem with court, and he had to so, unmask himself. Yes. But... Um, yeah, yeah, Happy Jacks brought Pathfinder to God's chosen people. <laughs> like until we descended from the mountain holding two tablets, two bookshelves of Pathfinder books. <laughs> yes, Phoenix Jones. Uh, but anyway, the players are going to play ordinary people. They do not have any superpowers. Um, and they are the more common reference that a lot of people would get is probably Kick-Ass. Yeah, yeah. But the Kick-Ass is actually later. I mean, Phoenix Jones predates Kick-Ass. Yeah, but that's but I'm saying common that, pop but culture But people reference. listening would have some right. knowledge of Kick-Ass, whereas only people that read random stories about the vigilance... <laughs> Reddit followers. <laughs> yeah, would know about Phoenix Jones. I follow him on Facebook. You do? Sure. Hey, he types in all caps. Oh, God. Because he's a vigilante! <laughs> He's angry. He is. Um, so I'm going to make an arm full of characters, and I'm, I'm probably... I've only signed up for one time slot right now, and I think it's Saturday morning at 9. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to sign... I'm going to try to sign up for one or two more. But it's good. They're going to... And, and I will have... I'll, I will make a lot of characters. I'm coming up with real-life superhero concepts right now. That's The awesome. first one I came up with was, was Captain Capsaicin. So he sprays people with pepper spicy spray. spray. <laughs> That's like awesome. homemade, like he oh yeah, the ghost yeah. Peppers. He's got a workshop. He's got a workshop yeah, in his yeah, garage, that's awesome. and he, ha- he he can make like pepper spray grenades. Nice. So if he like really wants to ruin a party, that's worse than sticking sticking your dick in the mashed potatoes. 
That is worse. <laughs> I would say that's true. I've never been to a party with a pile of mashed potatoes that needed a fucking, but... I don't know, both those things sound pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah, but really... Well, you if you can see them, if you're at a just party not have mashed potatoes. And somebody does that, you can just throw out the mashed potatoes. Right. Yeah. But if somebody throws a uh, it looks like a grenade, dick print in the mashed potatoes. Let's right. get rid of those. Did you put mushrooms I'm in the mashed potatoes? I'm never eating mashed potatoes at another one of your parties again, ever. <laughs> it's an expression. <laughs> oh, jeez. In fact, I don't remember what it's from. That mm. is not my expression. That's the from something. The mashed potatoes needed a fucking... <laughs> They were asking for it. I think it must see how a, they were. I think it was in a rap album. Hmm. I don't have any idea. I don't remember? <laughs> I find it amusing. It's funny, but um, so I'm, I have a bunch of characters, and if and, and there's it's a deadly system, so the you know, the players are gonna, the party's going to be way over their heads. So when shit hits the fan and people characters start dying, I'll have other superheroes that can just. Here you go. I'm, I'm still going to limit it to four people per game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there needs it, to be... I need to push... In th- moment of truth, if somebody has a gun, somebody's going to die. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I yep. learned. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's still... The, it's, I still the mourn the loss changed. of my beer trucker. Yeah. The system has changed since then. There's no character that can have three hit... I think it's not possible to have three hit points anymore. Uh, but it, you, it's still going to fuck your day up. And yeah. most likely kill you, especially if you get hit with shot with a rifle. It's going to yeah. fuck you up bad. Yeah. Sure. Um, but it, the, uh, I, I think this concept will allow for more. And in fact, I may have everyone take two characters. And here's your backup character. Just Maybe that will get them because because people hear it's deadly and they don't want to fight, mm-hmm. and so they don't. And so every time I play test it, there's only like four die rolls in the entire game. So I really haven't gotten to really push the system much so i want it yeah because there's a big difference between being like uh i want to search this room okay roll i choose to fail and like oh look some guy's shooting at me and i'm trying to dodge i choose to fail oh exactly like that's well you can't you can't do that in combat anymore oh okay. that's changed you can't you oh. cannot choose to fail because you could just if you're fighting someone you could just say okay i'm gonna roll to hit him i fail mm-hmm. and so you can't do that anymore mm-hmm. it has been non-combat Really oh, okay. That works. So you don't need... Uh, do you know... Did, have you, what, what, did you find I don't know. Out what I just PAX found is? out like 20 minutes ago that PAX is not the same weekend Is it as, PAX West? What uh, is it called? Pa- uh, PAX Prime. PAX but it's not the same weekend. We just looked it up. Oh, it's you did? Okay. Yeah. So, because I am going to be at PAX... Oh, yeah. It's the PAX. weekend before. Yeah. So, August 28th to the 31st. Yeah. So the next weekend, I will probably actually have some time off work, too, since I'll be working straight through PAX. So well, there you go. They'll be very exciting. So, so now get, I found out like an hour ago that I will be at... The, the game, con, and I will come up with a game. It'll be great. There you go, and you have until like a week or two weeks to yeah. register, and, and put it in now. Just yeah. make it very vague. Vague. That's well, what I, I think said. I have an idea because there was that game I was going to do the Cthulhu ponies that mm-hmm. got canceled that I wasn't right. able to run. So maybe I'll do that, and I may come up with another idea. I don't know. See, I'm okay. thinking. Excellent. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to end up doing something else. Yeah, maybe do like. All right. We'll see. <clears throat> we might play Star Wars there too. Yeah, uh, the most of us will be there. All right, cool. Let's call it. Woo! Good to see everybody. Yep. Yep. Thank you for joining us for season f- fifteen, episode six of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. I'm Dave. I'm still kidding. <laughs>
and we'll see you all. Uh, if you're at Gen Con, enjoy Gen Con, uh, fuckers. I mean, good for you. Yeah, and then join us at uh, Gateway uh, September 4th through the 7th. LAX Hilton Hotel. We'll be there. We'll leave you with a song.